0: Hey. We are back. It's Maddie and Cat, and the podcast is Balls in Your Court. Mm-hmm. Um, this is episode four, so it's been a little bit of a break it has. since episode three. Um, if you have listened to that, um, that was for various reasons. Um, but I would—I just want to start off with Cat. How are you doing today? I am good. And why we
1: have been off is also why I am maybe good. I don't know. I got new ears. New is? Okay. Okay. What, what would you Enlarged. mean? Enlarged. Enlarged? Yes, no. My God, I got surgery in my eardrums. Okay. So now I can hear more, which is weird because I'm also talking louder. So maybe it's helped with your noise perception? I don't know. Sound perception? My voice sounds weirder
0: in my head. I feel... It sounds the same to me. It does. Okay. It feels deeper. I mean, I think you are I'm projecting husky. a bit more husky. Sexy. Yeah, sexy. Hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, how long did the procedure take in your eardrums? Um, what? As in like when I, how long I was under? Yeah. I don't
1: know. I think, like, maybe like an hour or two. Okay, not... I went fully under. They did yeah. ask me, do you want local or general anaesthetic? Yeah. And I was like, put me under, my friend. Come on. <laughs> I want to be asleep. <laughs> let's do the whole shebang. Exactly. If I'm going to do this. they like, put you under like, as a little injection. they like, you know, they like, be really kind to you. And they will you about. So... Not that I want to be in hospital for a good time, but, you know, it wasn't the worst of times. I also did get two weeks off
0: work, Yeah, and
1: then I went back to work for two days, and that was the Christmas and holidays. Christmas. So I'm feeling quite jammy because I'm feeling quite well rested. Mm. I feel like those two weeks gave me a bit of time to have a breather for my life, spiral about what I'm doing with my life, then eventually, possibly, t- like, step my toe out of that spiral for a second, mm. Um and I feel a little bit calm mm-hmm. at the moment, so maybe those two weeks helped and
0: maybe was, the new eardrums
1: maybe the new eardrums helped i was just describing to maddie that now i can hear individual leaves fall to the ground which is a new sensation very
0: trippy so
1: i feel very like bella when she first woke up um, from twilight in, yes in breaking dawn part two and she sees you know like raindrops she's like Zhoom, yeah. Zhoom, all zoned in that's me except for now i can hear fucking traffic and nuanced sounds mm. which
0: sucks but so what you're saying to us is you're now a vampire.
1: I'm a vampire who's well-rested, but also still spiralling about her life. Mm,
0: but you don't have sudden urges to, like, drink blood? No. Okay. But I probably am iron deficient.
1: Well, that's... are yeah, we it's all? Just, yeah, exactly. We're I'm all cold. You know what? We are
0: all vitamin D deficient. We are. Exactly. I actually <laughs> spoke to my doctor the other day and she, she was like, yeah, no, you need to go back on vitamin D supplements because... You, you live in England. <laughs> because, you know, basically because you live in, because you live in England, there's been no sunlight yes. at all and um, like the just the days even the days that we have been having which are very short they've been very cloudy overcast rainy yeah. it's just been grim it's a peak England mm-hmm. it's peak England and I'm not really feeling it no but I can't go anywhere for no. two reasons one Tell because me why money <laughs> two because Covid oh yes Covid that, oh. that little that little mm. thing Did you, do you remember we're in a pandemic you no know,
1: it was only like about two months ago I foolishly had thought the pandemic is basically over mm. I think I actually mm. talked about the pandemic in past tense a couple of times possibly like you know oh you know like when? COVID you know like proper COVID mm. but now it feels I feel like it came out of nowhere <laughs> it's
0: back with a vengeance yeah
1: sorry to bring it back but I just feel like in the matter of two weeks mm. it's now proper COVID again
0: yeah yeah this new variant Omicron which also really funny because it's a it's a um, Greek letter because the way that they name they name the variants is based on the Greek alphabet but um, it, Omicron specifically sounds like a transformer. It does. It sounds like a weird robot. Yeah. Like, oh, have you got Omicron? Yeah. Like, it's very odd. Yeah. It does sound better than Delta, I guess. I don't know. I didn't really mind Delta yeah. as a name. Or, I mean, did we even have like Alpha? Was there an Alpha variant? <laughs> was that just the first one? Probably, Probably yeah. the first. 1.0. One. The classic yeah. COVID 2019. Good time. Two oh years ago. It was two years ago. We yes. were reading all about how China but had was it this-
1: 2019? because of 2019, or was it just like the 2019?
0: No, no. I think <laughs> it was called COVID 19 because that was when the when, that was when it was like properly discovered. The first year. Yeah. Okay. I, I do not know that. I think that's why it's called COVID 19. I think. <laughs> oh, um, okay.
1: But I don't know any better, so possibly yes. Um, I'll go with it. I agree. But yeah, remember, and we
0: were all like, "Oh, what's happening in China?" And in yeah, this, like, in Wuhan. Yeah, Wuhan. I'd never heard of Wuhan yeah. prior to this, mm-hmm. but that's. I mean, I. You know, maybe I should have heard of it. Yeah. That's maybe ignorance on. my my part, but I can say that like most people I know had never heard of Wuhan as a city, a city of 10 million people that we like don't. China of. has
1: quite a few. It's got a lot though. It so has mega a few cities. few, few, ten, few mega cities Nice under its
0: sleeve. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and we were all thinking, oh, that's like really, really bad, but like it's not going to come to Europe. That yeah, was that's a Chinese so, thing. That's so, was absolutely foolish because yeah. of globalization um, and the like interconnectivity between all countries. Obviously, a pan, like that kind of a virus was never going to stay within fast China. Plague. It just like was foolish of us. And I mean, it didn't take until kind of January, February of 2020 for it to like register in the UK and then suddenly emerge. For yep, <laughs> yeah, lockdown number one. So um, Kat and I um just before we started this podcast, we're talking a little bit about how these next few weeks are gonna be a bit reminiscent of lockdown one because yeah. of the new variant. A lot of the, particularly in London, which is where Kat and I are both based, the cases are soaring like mad. And it's a lot in our age group as well. So like yeah. my sister's um flatmate got COVID and loads of her friends got COVID. Thankfully my sister didn't get it, but um all also um i as i've mentioned before i play for a netball team and we weren't able to play our matches this week because half of the team were like isolating or covert anxious or um and really annoyingly the league wouldn't let us um mm. rearrange the matches which is really shit so we had to forfeit the ball was um, not in your court the ball was not in a court <laughs> it was, wasn't allowed was in no the court. court there were no courts um <laughs> yeah. no we couldn't go to the court yes and, and it was balls. and uh, it was really shit <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. And it was so under like I was really annoyed basically that the league weren't more understanding because I are I I I'm kind of a team captain in in inverted yeah. commas I'm the I kind of interact with the league um and I asked them if we could rearrange our games and they were like no you should so, send
1: this podcast as hate mail to Hey. Them.
0: <laughs> no because then they might like not let us play that might be a, and yeah. I do like playing yeah um anyway anyway so it's
1: COVID we can't ignore the context not to hook you in and make you think about it more but. How can we we'll not? See. I mean it's, it's
0: before it the, the I think the key problem is is the proximity to Christmas. That is it. That is literally it. It's the fact that we're now it's the thought of like being by yourself, yeah, isolated, slowly crying, wham in the background, yeah. no presents. Okay. To move this conversation slightly away from COVID. Yes. And but con- Thankfully. continue on the Christmas theme. Mm. I wanted because this is something I've been talking to with some of my friends in the last kind of few weeks when we've been able to. Christmas songs. Now, what are your Favorite Christmas songs.
1: Ugh. Last Christmas is the best Christmas song ever written. Yeah, ever ever That's written. That's a good. That is a good song. No, 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 sorry, no. It's not just a good song. No, sorry. It, It's in my top. It's definitely in my top five. Uh, top, top one. Okay, so it's your number one. It my... has to be. There is no other song that can drop that. There is no other song. George Michael looking the hottest like he's, he's ever looked in that 4K recently uploaded video. Oh. No, I agree. He's a king. I, I like totally agree. Everything about it is perfect. The the start. The dun, 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 so good. The beat. Why didn't mm, you just sing it, Cam? I just love it I, was, I listened to it about five times today I actually made students listen to it today Good. So.
0: and yeah. they love it and they love it yeah I mean timeless. it's, it's timeless it is a timeless classic I do also love it's It's you know it's a cliche but I do love All I Want For Christmas you. Is You Mariah Carey has done well that comes number two she's done well in it and you know apparently she makes so much money just from that song every single year that she wouldn't even need to have it's her other bonus yeah it, but it's not even her bonus it could just be like she could live off it which yeah. is a little bit sad but also you know well done Mariah, yeah, like that's a banger, and it's also she wasn't a one-hit wonder. So. No, exactly. She didn't, she didn't just bangers. do that song. She's actually loads of good wham, songs. George Michael, well, bam. yeah, wham. wonderful, yeah. wonderful band. Um, and um, the, another song that I do like is "Fairytale of New York." It's a mm. bit problematic. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's always like, wait, are you going to say it? Are they going to say it? Yeah, um, it's
0: a bit problematic. Will they but, out? But I do like. I think it's a it's it's a feel it, it, it's yeah. generally a feel good song.
1: I'll take it with a beat, or yeah. I'll take it if no one says the the uh, the F word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really
0: mind swearing in songs. Yeah, um, no, I don't. It's more just like... It takes you by it's, surprise. It's more like a, it's like a slur part. You know the CeeLo Green song, um, Forget You? I actually mm. didn't realise for a, quite a while, I mean, this came out many years ago, but I didn't realise for quite a while that there was an explicit version called Fuck You. Yes. And I to, like original. Yeah, I think Fuck You is the original, yeah. but Forget You is the radio version, so that was the only one I was listening to, and then I first heard him going like, fuck you, and I was just like, sorry, what? <laughs> go I
1: also think like forget you doesn't even I think I even remember thinking as a child like forget you is such a stupid lyric mm. and I was like forget you that doesn't
0: make sense I guess it kind of means like uh, yeah. you don't matter to me anymore uh, like no, I'm no, gonna forget I do, yeah. do you know what the word what <laughs> that means do you so much... understand <laughs> yeah, thank you what it means yeah. um, and then fuck you means you know I don't like you yeah and it also means it also I think fuck you is a very it's actually a very versatile phrase mm. because it means lots of different things you can say fuck you you can also say fuck you in a kind of like jokey very like um sorry if you can hear my cat in the background that's Cleo yeah um it you could it can be said in a very jovial context with friends very like fuck you but it could also really have venom like fuck you it can sorry Cleo do you want to be involved in the podcast (laughs) no um yeah that's why fuck you is a good phrase it's a good Christmas
1: song it's a good (laughs) Christmas no it's
0: not a good Christmas song other Christmas songs I like are um Feliz Navidad oh that's that goes to my Spanish my love of Spanish there's a really good video of
1: a lizard dancing to that um, and it's good. A it's, lizard? It's just an animated lizard. Okay, it goes really well. That sounds good. Um, my other also maybe top five. Oh, I feel like I view these two songs as kind of the same because mm-hmm. it's kind of like laid back men sort of singing. Okay. There's just something about them that they're kind of like, I don't know, they're kind of like the salty crisps you lean for after the nice sweets. Sort right. of like a oh, not, kind of like a palate cleanser. Sure. Um, But I like Can You Stop the Calvary and also oh, Driving yeah. Home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. They're both kind of like low key okay. songs that are just like they're not too in your face, happy, yeah. but they're kind of chill, but still Christmas.
0: So I quite like the cavalry yeah. one. Boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom it's just really. It's like really, it's quite iconic. I think it yeah. really makes me think, think of Christmas. Driving home for Christmas. Driving home <sniffs> for <it. all> Christmas. <sighs> I don't mind it, you know. I don't mind it, but it's a bit old manny. I know. That's why I like it. It's very old manny. It's very
1: boomer. Driving home like, for Christmas. Yeah. You
0: know. Okay, one song I'm not a big fan of is that song that's like um, I'll be home for Christmas but only in my dreams. I don't know that one.
1: It, it like It's,
0: it's quite that sounds like
1: That sounds like you just tried to make a Christmas song out of all the sort of, you jumbled up all the words yeah. and then pulled it out as random. There because, have been a
0: few different covers of it. Yeah. Um, I think Michael Bublé does one Um, and like, there's definitely a female cover of it. It's like, it is a quite classic Christmas song but it really annoys me because the sentiment of yeah. it is they're singing I'll be home for Christmas and then they say all of these things like get the christmas tree ready get the get the things in the oven duh, duh, duh. and then they can they they finish it by saying but i won't actually be home <laughs> but you should do all this stuff but i won't be there that's really and that fair. pisses me off
1: that's kind of like the anti-dinners that they used to serve in the stewart era where they would set out the dinner just to show everyone and then clear it and put it into the bin that's awful
0: yeah that's so they what that's such a waste of food yeah they did it
1: just so that people could come in and see the whole banquet um, sort of ready but obviously then it was too cold and they didn't have microwaves back then so they basically had to throw it all away Uh and make a whole new dinner and that's part of the reason why the Stuart royalty eventually fell because of extravagance wow anyway that's not really like what you just said but it kind of is (laughs) wasting
0: things wasting things I mean to contextualise for those people who don't know the Stuart era was what just after the Tudor period so the kind of 1600 Mm -hmm. so this is great period yeah also the one that
1: got their head chopped off (laughs) that was Stuart was
0: that Charles Charles I yeah Charles I Um, well Anne Boleyn (laughs) oh that's true she's the the first king though oh she was a queen she was a queen but was she the queen then when it happened I think she was the queen when her head was chopped off Anne Boleyn was was she not like dethroned um, first I'm not fully you know she probably Mm -hmm. was Anne Boleyn was um, Henry VIII's second wife yeah so and she's in history she's kind of known as like you know the one who was beheaded even though then um um, what was it one of the Catherine's was also beheaded Catherine um, Howard oh, yeah, Catherine yeah, yeah, yeah. Parr one of ha- them ha- How- Howard oh, oh, yeah, Howard I think she was also beheaded but people don't really talk about that no because everyone thinks she was a slut and deserved it Ooh, she did cheat on him tense actually should... have you seen Six the Musical I haven't oh my gosh Kat you've got to see Six one of my favourite musicals of so, all time
1: my family were going to see a musical Christmas um, I am middle class yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think my dad or my brother would like it mm. but is that me thinking that they would not like feminist things.
0: Well, that's well, that's sad. But
1: I also don't like musicals myself, so I think we're going to see one about 9-11 instead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a mu- you're,
0: so a musical about 9-11. <laughs> yes. What's it called? It's... Wait a second, is it called Come From Away? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it. Have you? I've seen it. Yeah, is yeah. It? So you've you've made it sound, because it, it's technically the context of it is about 9-11, but the musical itself isn't really about 9-11. Yeah. I did it for shock value. So what it's actually about, Come From Away, is it's a Canadian musical. Um, and it's about how during when nine eleven happened, um, there were loads and loads of flights that were supposed to be landing in New York, um, and they had to be rerouted to like Newfoundland. To New, yeah, exactly. To this um, kind of not, not uh, quite remote place in Canada, um, and so suddenly this remote place was inundated with thousands upon thousands of passengers who weren't able to get to the places that they were supposed to be going because the flights were rerouted, um, and. The musical is just about kind of the few days following nine eleven and how they coped with it, and then mm. they like do it really well. Yeah, I
1: think my fat. Ow, ow, Leo, Again, she just bit
0: me. Leo, no, <laughs> Maddie, <laughs> no, yeah, I. To, to, just so you know, I didn't bite cat. Yeah. My my cat bit cat bitch cat. Fucking.
1: Um. Bit me. I yeah. did. I think I struck too vigorously. I got a bit too familiar. Yeah. Anyway. Boundaries have been established.
0: So we were so we were just talking about musicals, but prior to that we were talking about Christmas songs. Yes. And Any we've we forgotten?
1: That were... Those are the top ones that come to mind. And, okay. All right. Yeah. I feel
0: like we've done Christmas. We covered. We've covered the context of our lives. Christmas is COVID, happening. Christmas. Yeah. My new is. Your new is. New and improved. Okay. So let's move on to the topic of today, which yes. the ball is in cat's court. It is. What would you like us to talk about today, cat? Just the light topic
1: of breakups. Whoa. Yeah. Specifically, can you be friends with your ex? Okay. It is an age-old question. It is. It's
0: one that comes up time and time again. Exactly. Causes such disagreement. Yeah. So I think we this should start is... off maybe this discussion by thinking, what is an ex? Mm, good. What, so what is an oh, ex? Oh, are you asking me? No, yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> You're the you other person in, in this room, room right yes. now. <laughs> Not Cleo. <for you>. Um... <laughs> Ha- what do you consider to be an ex? Because I've had quite a few what I would call dalliances, yeah. uh, particularly at uni. I wouldn't necessarily say all of those were my exes. I would consider an ex someone that you've been in love with. Wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't go so far. Would you not? I don't think you need to be in love to be an ex. I think you need to have, have had a relationship, probably an exclusive... A loveless relationship. <laughs> no, I think, an exclu- I think to me you need to have had an exclusive relationship yeah. for them to be an ex.
1: Exclusivity with me is that's just not the norm, <laughs> isn't it? No, 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 like well like being exclusive would mean then it's like a I, as we established I think in I don't know in the last podcast or I can't remember when the last one was, yeah. um exclusivity is probably because I am romantically involved with someone. Yeah. For now. But you don't have Who to knows? be in love with them yet. Yeah, yeah, I guess maybe I'm just going off my experiences. I think probably what I consider to be my exes are the people I have been in love with. Mm-hmm. So like 3D3. three.
0: Okay, so you'd say you have three oh, like, solid three, four. exes. Three or four. No, I'd say four. Okay, four yeah (laughs) so interest so um i had a boyfriend in sixth form and we dated for probably about seven months and i i didn't love him but i i would i would definitely call him my ex he is my ex boyfriend (laughs) and we like you know we exclusively dated i lost my virginity to him you know that kind of thing so i definitely would call him an ex even if i wasn't in love with him yeah i can see that so then for me it's more the things that happened after that like little romances or or like, do you think that there's
1: like affairs? Do you think
0: that it's kind of a time thing, like after a certain amount of time that you date somebody, or is that like is that just a bit generic to say that? Yeah, or I just, guess it's yeah. probably,
1: it's, I feel like it's probably almost a line graph, <laughs> yeah, a line graph with depth and length, okay, <laughs> like on the axes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this math yeah. analogy, and it's kind of also like it's globalization, also, okay, depth and length connections, anyway, mm-hmm. <clears throat> maybe i but basically. You know as sometimes as the length of the relationship starts to go up the depth also goes up but then you can have relationships that have a low low long low length but then high depth
0: yeah or you can More have short length yeah is that one what... <laughs> a low
1: length oh my god yeah it's been a long it's been a long day yeah um yeah like a short length but
0: very intense and
1: yeah and very intense or yeah. you can have you know relationships that have a very high length yeah <laughs> long length and low depth low intensity god that's really hard i don't think that even makes any sense do you understand what no I'm i totally understand what yeah you're saying. so as in you know. There's like, not necessarily
0: a correlation.
1: Yeah, and I guess maybe there's a shaded area of a certain level of depth and a certain level of length that would have to be shaded for me for that to be considered an ex. Yeah. Because I don't. But then I don't know. It's complicated. It's. I don't. I think I just confuse myself more with that. Path. I don't think.
0: I don't think that there is one definition of an ex. I think it is probably specific to the individual person and how they feel the relationship went. <laughs> um. Maybe we even within a relationship, some consider one an ex and one not. Yeah. Exactly. You You might some, you um, like say, I might say, call refer to somebody as an ex, but when they themselves are speaking to their friends, they might not call me an ex. And like, that's, you know, painful, sad, it's slap in the face. (laughs) That's a real stab in the back, that is. No, I'm joking. Um, Okay, so if we're thinking about exes, and can you be friends with an ex? What do you think? Because I I know that I think you can. So
1: I guess I'm kind of, it's because I'm going through this question right now, because it's what i are experiencing at the moment. Yes. So recently, sort of have been in touch with an ex I guess maybe the last few months and we'd broken up like this time last year so it felt like there'd been a decent amount of time, we'd done a lot of processing, i got to the point in summer I was like definitely sure that was the right decision and I felt really good and secure about things and I didn't feel like I wanted to get back t- together at all so there wasn't that risk because I feel like there's that risk um, mm-hmm. sort of about six months I think after a breakup where it's like will we get back together, will yeah. we not <laughs> um, and so I felt like I'd passed that and we kind of got back in touch and have been seeing each other like very casually, sort of like every maybe once a month or even less, and not not texting, but completely platonically, yeah, completely platonically, mm-hmm. totally. Like, there wasn't a moment that I felt like, Oh, um, I wanted anything more, and we weren't we haven't been you know texting regularly, it's just been very intermittent, as in, Oh, do you have to be free then? Mm. It wasn't chatting per se, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: but I guess in the last sort of like few maybe last like few months, I'd sort of been feeling that maybe that relationship, friendship. Oh, <sighs> is bringing up emotions mm-hmm. that don't need to be brought up okay. and i think i was like finding sort of seeing that person maybe not good for my growth out of yeah. the whole situation and that sort of certain emotions were being triggered yeah. by just seeing them oh we really get on oh yeah. uh-huh, you make me laugh oh we really understand each other and not in a way that then maybe went let's get back together it was more just like oh that's kind of painful for maybe you know what you had with someone and mm-hmm. then sort of the sort of boundaries that you really have to set when you do see an ex is that you i find you know i'm maybe like very like distant and i'll laugh at that joke but not too much <laughs> or yeah. you know there's a point where i could connect on you and more with that thing that you just said there and maybe like open up a little bit but i don't want to and there's also a significant thing um else of what makes i think a friendship different with an ex to a normal friend in that talking about the juiciest gossip mm. which
0: is relationships and dating just as hard to trust yes, for sure for sure that I think that's the hard, for me, that's the hardest bit to navigate is I, I can say from my experience that my recent ex, him, him and I are still close in, um, we're good friends, but uh, but we have established boundaries. He has a new girlfriend, which I'm very happy for him. You know, I've been dating people um, and like we've both moved on from the situation, but the hardest thing is he- talking to each other. Like it was quite hard for him to tell me he had a new girlfriend because, um, and for me to talk about my dating with him, because there's a certain part of a relationship that's quite intimate. And when you're no longer doing the intimate bit with them, you have to kind of also not talk to them about what you're doing with other people because it might hurt their feelings. And it also might hurt your feelings. Like, I don't really want to hear all the ins and outs of, no. <laughs> of what you're doing with this new person because I, you know, I, I can remember the times that we had together. And it, it just makes you a bit sad. I think in order, I, I do believe in order to have, a genuine friendship with your ex you have to leave those romantic parts out the but like behind
1: I think the hard thing I agree you do have to leave the romantic parts behind but I think the hardest thing is for me and I was thinking about this on the way over is that so much of the friendship and the, the ways that you get on with someone when you've been in a relationship is for me because we weren't friends before we dated mm-hmm. is inherently tied up with romance so the sort of moments of connection and moments of understanding and the humor was totally entwined with our us falling in love for example mm-hmm. and so it's almost like those neuron pathways goes haha ha, ha, you made me laugh i love you yes. <laughs> and it's like or and it, and it's not that that's what my head does when we're back together seeing each other as friends it's more that it's like this old dusty pathway that's like ah I, like i like i used to go down there and now mm-hmm. i can't or i don't know it, in some ways it makes them the connection feel a little bit artificial because yeah. you're constantly negotiating boundaries and
0: there's <laughs> things you don't tell them yeah in order not to hurt their feelings but then you kind of feel am i being a bit dishonest you know all of that i do totally get that
1: and it just feels then to me what then what is the purpose of that friendship because a friendship i mean not that a friendship is only there for you like to serve you in terms of well actually no it is to serve you there in terms of connection so you want (laughs) you know the the friendships i feel the best and most fulfilling is when you can be totally open with someone and really connect and just tell all your life gossip Mm. and they tell you all their life gossip and you can connect on it and yeah. you just really understand and get each other but when there's that kind of keeping at each other's like arm's length it just feels I think maybe it became for me like more painful than pleasant right like See each other it was more that it was more ah uh, like we used to I don't know it wasn't so much oh we used to like laugh about this and now we don't anymore it was more just I don't want there to be any risk of any <laughs> old feelings yeah for either of us yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm being boundaried which is healthy but then what's the point of this friendship and I don't mean that in a mean way because i obviously still deeply love and respect like my exes but Mm. it just feels like what is the purpose of that friendship can i get
0: that friendship and the things that i would want from that from another friend that doesn't have that whole history i think it's hard right i think there i think there are some exes i uh, i also think it depends kind of how you ended right if it was an amicable ending and ultimately you two just weren't right together wasn't the right time it wasn't the right whatever whatever um then um i think that that can make it easier that can make it easier for for uh, you to uh, stay friends after the breakup because you've really and this is what I found with my ex is that we still cared a lot for each other and about each other and about each other's growth and well-being and families and there's a familiarity there which is hard to let go of Mm. I think the good thing with us um, is that him and I live in different cities so that made it a lot easier for us to transition to friendship because we weren't constantly interacting with each other and then if we had been still interacting with each other there would have been a lot of blurred lines there Mm. would have still been like do I still love you should we get back together Mm. all of this kind of stuff but because we lived in different cities we also broke up during the pandemic in 2020 um I think it made it easier for us to transition to just being there for each other in a kind of supportive way but not in a a romantic sense yeah in just purely to be friends with each other which is what a friendship should be like I think he is a supportive friend to me he does care about me and who I am and I care about him and I want him to do well and I want him to be happy. And in this new relationship, he's in. I'm glad that he is now happy with someone else. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of sadness for me, yeah. but I think I'm I'm dealing with it quite maturely. That I realise, you know, I just want him to to be happy, to progress, to to love, and it's not going to be with me. So it should be with somebody nice. Yeah. Um. The difficulty is then when an ex's new partner doesn't want their partner to be friends with their yes. ex. How do you think that works? I mean, from from what I can tell, my ex's new partner is okay with us being friends and we don't break boundaries so but what what do you think well
1: i think it's also i was thinking this was when you were speaking and also it doesn't look to what you're saying now is then what kind of friendship it is and mm-hmm. what is the definition of friendship and yeah so what type of friendship you have like is it more of an acquaintance that's what i wrote down <laughs> i wrote down as you're writing and then it looked like i was trying to tell you something and it wasn't <laughs> yeah but yeah it just feels like i feel like you can have acquaintances like you know one of my exes we text each other every birthday mm-hmm and only on birthdays okay like, ha- happy birthday hope you're really well but we yeah. don't start our conversation really no like we just sort of text each other we go ha. ha so you like talked to in my next birthday yeah and it's just one of those sort of things and that's nice because i think both of us are like i don't know if a friendship is going to be good for us but i just want to acknowledge that mm-hmm. you have gone round another trip around the sun well done yeah <laughs> and so that feels nice because acknowledgement it's not like we've just like you've just like forgotten about that person and they don't mean anything but it's like yeah and so it's the like i feel like i can i feel like maybe acquaintances feels like a more suitable term for what sometimes you can be with an ex because Mm -hmm. to me I guess friendship is being able to have depth and openness with Mm -hmm. someone in like real like proper friendship in a way that you can be open and not have to hold back because otherwise holding back feels like that's being demoted then to acquaintances because that's what an acquaintance kind of is you're kind of like, "Uh, I'm not going to tell you all the deep parts of my life.
0: (laughs) I kind of get that but I also think not not divulging your romantic life isn't like the only part of friendship like you can't talk about a lot of other stuff no you can't <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 like family just... jobs yeah, 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 life, yeah. hobbies like there is a lot of stuff
1: I, no i agree and i don't it's not just romance but i think it's also just how you know things like mental health or how you really mm. how you really are yeah i think maybe there's a worry for me that if you open up then with an ex then mm. because you've had that emotional bond because they've been you know in many ways an emotional support for you then that feels a little bit too over familiar i because, see that i see that because i think you know you become vulnerable when When you share Mm. things about yourself, you know, how you really are. And, you know, Mm. I think maybe the last time I saw my ex, she was like, you know, how are you doing? And I think I said a jokey, hey,
0: that's very awesome, isn't it? Like, let's come up with a sarcastic comment. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. Whereas if I was with a friend, I'd be like, I'm depressed. Yeah, (laughs) not really, I'm good. But, you know, I'd I'd be more open because I think being vulnerable is not, some being in a vulnerable state of emotion is not somewhere I would want to be with an ex because that just feels too reminiscent, too brings up emotion. And I just feel like there's other people I can do that with, yeah, moving forward in my life
0: without having to feel like I'm being pulled back a little bit. Okay, well, I think that if having an ex in your life doesn't give you doesn't serve, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't serve you, it doesn't give you anything new, and you don't feel like I think you're always gonna feel a bit like you miss your ex a bit. But mm. it's not just, I think staying friends with an ex is also is also for convenience. In some, in some in some um context you kind of need to stay friends with an ex because they're in the same friendship group as you. And it would be awkward if you were suddenly not talking to them when you're going to be hanging out quite mm-hmm. a lot and you'll be in the same circles and you'll be going to the same bars and stuff. Um, it would, it, it makes sense to remain amicable and to stay kind of friendly for the sake of everyone else. I think that's definitely a context where it makes sense to be friends yeah, with an ex. It doesn't really make sense to be friends <clears throat> with an ex. First of all, if you ended badly, well, if they've done you wrong, yeah. then <sighs> there's literally no point. I know, it's like, yeah, well, because I feel like there's, like,
1: there's points. Point in repairing things becoming on good terms i don't think it ever feels good to be on bad terms with an ex yeah that doesn't because i then i also think that it plays on your mind and that's Stops you from moving on, not in the sense that you're still attached to them, but moving on in that you feel like there's unfinished conversations yeah. to be had, even if it's just sorry, hope you're good. Yeah, we don't need to like meet up, but I hope you're good, and I'm sorry for how I acted. Things
0: like that, which yeah. I think is necessary. But even... sometimes that's superficial. That's my problem. Is sometimes mm. in a breakup, or even just a break, even not even just with um relationships, like with friendships as well. Mm. Sometimes it doesn't actually serve you to. To resolve the situation because it actually you might not get the resolution that you want, and the person may not think they've done wrong or won't apologise, and it actually will cause you more more grief than. That's true. No, I'm I'm I'm, one, I'm I hate confrontation. You know, I love it. You I you, you know. can live for it. <laughs> live for it. Um, you're just saying that to be confrontational. No, I, <laughs> um, I so I don't like being in fights with people, Me and I I generally like to resolve things before they get to like a fight level like it you know when it's still like early stages but in friendships and in relationships i have had cases where people don't recognize what they've done wrong and <laughs> yeah. you seek you see um some kind of resolution you see um apologies from them and they aren't forthcoming and that can hurt you even more mm. So that's hard, and in those kinds of cases, being friends with that person is not right, and because because they're all it's going to be is emotionally draining for you to still be friends with them, and having them in your life is just going to be a constant reminder of the things that they did wrong, or even the things you did wrong as well. Mm. Um, and it's not helpful to you. And those I think need to cut. You need to cut.
1: Yeah, I think I think I do think though a key factor that with that is time, mm. because you know I think you can have those. Those feelings of feeling wronged and feeling like someone won't recognise that. Maybe sometimes those that emotion lessens in time. Mm. It may not. It depends on obviously the situation depends on so many things. But for example, in like in terms of like exes, when it's hurt over, you know, all spare and love and war, and it's more of a case of oh you hurt me like this, oh, I hurt you like this, and it's all just kind of messy things where it's not necessarily anyone being malicious, but more of just circumstantial, this is just what ended up happening. I think time helps with that mm. and I think you can have those like uh, conversations of that are resolved and because the emotion's gone and you no longer feel I can't believe you did this to me oh my god like, yeah. you yeah know, and I think you can have those sort of conversations but interestingly my mum has this she has a whole theory that you should, the minute you break up never talk to your ex ever wow again. that's yeah so my mum yeah she thinks that modern dating is so fucked up because in the past when you broke up with someone you you walked away from that conversation. You never fucking heard about them ever again. Mm-hmm. Unless obviously you like, lived in the same city. She always talks about, you know, breaking up with this guy. And she has not seen him since the day of their breakup and it was a long relationship. Wow, okay. And she thinks that is so healthy because in many ways it is totally unnatural to know anything about your ex's life. Mm-hmm. It can be cruel to you if you um stay in t- if you are keeping up with their social life on social yeah. media or things like that and that just hurts you. And also it's just, she thinks that there's nothing good can come from those conversations. She right. always says, like, what's done is done in that conversation. Mm-hmm. What she always says to me when I'm like, Should I get back in touch with this ex and just like heal things? She's like, What is the point? What was said was said. You probably both know that it's fine now. It serves no purpose. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I was <laughs> quite strong. I was <That's laughs> <definitely laughs> one end of <laughs> the... That is my mom. <laughs>
0: that's your mom. Your mom. You know, strong my person. mom would probably give a similar opinion as well. Um, that. But I think the difference is, is right? Like, there has been been a growth in the ability to communicate. yes In the 80s when our parents were dating they sent telegrams. <laughs> they literally called each other like they most of them didn't have mobile phones so they just had landline phones. Um they if that if that they wrote each other letters and things like it was mu- I think it was much easier to detach. These days we have so- social media means the it's bastards. very hard to <clears throat> completely cut somebody off unless you've blocked them on all. All of your accounts, and I think, and then block- they know that you block them, yeah, so they know that you're hurt exactly. So, and blocking somebody is very like, you just I have think to mute, it's also very, it gives, I think, blocking somebody gives them the power, it shows them mm-hmm. exactly how you feel that you don't even want to see them. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, that it shows a bit of weakness on your part. Like, um, no, like, do you know, I know that there are some people who really feel it's healthy for them to block their exes, and or, or and not even just exes' friends who they don't like anymore, or whatever. But for me, I think that there's more power in still having them but not interacting with them to say like i could talk to you but i don't want to yeah but also should you be doing
1: that just to show that you're not weak i mean Mm, yeah maybe maybe that's also part of like your pride and sometimes it's really necessary to sort of put your hands up and say actually this really upsets me and i know i might look like a sappy sad heartbroken person by blocking you but it's necessary for me to not see your face yeah for me to move on so I know mm-hmm. what you're saying. I because, guess because in a way, sort of saying like I've blocked you shows that you are hurt, vulnerable. That you like you're obviously you obviously just can't do it. Yeah, wow. angry. I guess angry. it is kind of aggressive in some way. Aggressive. But also, I remember like I remember like my first ever break, like first ever big love breakup. And because we had messaged so much on Messenger, you know, like the little circles come up with who's online. Mm, yeah. And every fucking day, I'd see my ex's face yeah, every yeah. time I go into my Messenger. I'm like, that's just insane. I know that's to... what's it. Who is breaks you... up with someone then? has a photo of them it's like hello hello every time i yeah. opened my messages it was driving me
0: insane the really really annoying thing about how these social media platforms work is that they try to show you who's online based on who you interact with the most problem is then you can't inform facebook <laughs> yeah. we have now broken up so don't tell me if they're online yeah. so i had this you just fell out of love <laughs> I have this, yeah, like with a few of my exes who right after that I like, break up, um, yeah, you, I'd see every single time that they were online and I was just like, I don't give a shit that you're online and stop reminding me and I don't want to see your little icon face like right mm. when I'm trying to heal, you know what I mean?
1: Um, I guess a bre- like a friendship breakup is really different. And a friendship
0: a... breakup is also a bit of a bitch. Sometimes worse. Oh my god, sometimes friendship breakups are worse. Like feeling like you've lost a friend, a good friend, yes. is like heartbreaking.
1: I almost just went through that when my closest friends recently and we just had like we
0: had a moment
1: and we both just sort of like explained how we were feeling and it was so emotional and I honestly was depressed for like a few weeks I was like oh my god our friendship has changed we're not gonna be friends anymore and that's that's so hard because we always said to each other we're like friendships are so good because you never have to break up yeah because <laughs> you know no one has to pull out of love yeah actually I mean there's something you can talk about in another um podcast but yeah friendships I think are shifting and changing a lot in our 20s but sometimes they can be friendship breakups can be so painful because that person maybe has seen you through relationships and maybe you just Mm -hmm. take that for granted Mm -hmm. that
0: they will be there through the long term. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, And seeing that they're online and seeing them post on their stories or Instagram, whatever, like it's really it can be really sad to know that like the friendship that you used to have isn't there. Mm. Um, With exes. I think I it's still like hard also to see them with someone new that's the problem with social media is when they start them posting their new relationship and you're kind of like ah, you wanted to stay in a dream state of like you're broken up but you're both still no no one's with anyone else it's
1: another level of heartbreak it's like it's like heartbreak 2.0 unlocked version you thought you were fine bam no you're
0: not (laughs) Um, "Ah!" yeah and that that is another stab that's kind of like oh not only have we moved on from each other but you found someone new yeah that is like that is hard it's hard to take and I think it's important for us to acknowledge that that can make us sad like we're not robots mm-hmm.
1: which is why social media is fucked up particularly for that yeah like it, in, it's not natural to be bombarded well sometimes it felt like bombardment <laughs> but to be to have accessible to you yeah a, a relationship with someone that you were once with and seeing, you know it can not it can be really bad especially if you're going through a tough time and and that can be something that you look over lots of times and that can be really hard and i think that's definitely something that i agree with my mom on in that she she's very much like i feel sorry for you guys it would be so hard to have to see photos of that to have to see stories mm. of that um which is why the less social media the happier you are another line graph another mm.
0: trajectory i don't know the less online you are the happier you I are. i don't think there's a straight line with that it i don't is. believe you maybe but i particularly during the pandemic coming we're full back start, oh. circling <laughs> Back to pandemics the, the ability for me to communicate with my friends Via social media, on Zoom, on Skype, on whatever Was essential for me to not feeling to So that I wasn't feeling really isolated, really alone Because I still live at home with my mum and my stepdad I don't live with friends So I couldn't even, while we were isolating <coughs> like Just be hanging out with my friends all day Which some people could be doing I know that it was still shit for everyone But um, being able to chat to my friends and have that have that access was really important for me now i do agree that too much social media is really bad so i think it's more like a curve where it's like some social media is good some exactly some social media is good but once you exceed a certain amount of social media once you become obsessed with social media and the need for likes and the need for validation and the obsession over looking at people's posts and ex and looking at your exes um on their um, social media and your friends that is when it, the bell curve starts to turn down and it becomes yeah. worse for your well-being you're right actually i agree with you you've won me over
1: because there is a sweet spot with yeah. social media interaction where where you've got it right where see i deleted i, I have to say though instagram i think is the devil i think okay. all instagram interaction is awful and shit because actually i think there's a difference also in what type of social media mm. there's communications social media and then there's like, WhatsApp. just yeah like and messenger yeah. anything that you can use to talk to people and your friends and stay in contact yeah but then there's pre- like social presentation mm. media where it's, this is what I look like. This is what I ate. All yeah. that stuff, and that's what I fucking hate. Yeah, that's why I like Twitter. Only words, no faces. <laughs> I want to see your your girlfriends. It's just i just think i i had to delete instagram for my own well-being mm. and there's not a moment where i've wanted it back since i did it fair. because totally fair yeah i just i can't deal with social media that is that's going to make me feel bad mm. if you're having a good time i will unfollow you <laughs> it makes me feel bad okay <laughs> i only follow people who have worse lives than me
0: <laughs> i think that that's totally fair if, if it was having a negative impact on your mental health on your on your enjoyment then it's like it was the right reason it is it, it was right for you to delete it i personally haven't an okay relationship with Instagram I I don't I try not to use it to compare my life to everyone else yeah there were times during the pandemic where I got quite frustrated at either see, seeing people break rules mm. on in being so blatant on Instagram they post on their story when we weren't allowed to mix households and they were there with their like 10 different friends and I was like you clearly don't all live together like you're breaking rules and you're posting about it I found that quite annoying um, I also found it annoying when people when things started opening up again and everyone was going to Bali or Dubai or like going on holiday and I was still feeling a bit COVID anxious and wasn't going away and I was feeling a bit like that was shoved in my face but equally I do also like that I can keep up to date with with how uh, how a lot of people are doing I enjoy looking at a lot of people's stories I personally do polls on my Instagram Those those are great I agree with those and people actually seem to like I got quite a lot of messages during during lockdown about people saying they were really enjoying my polls because they if they were it was about like the one steady thing. If they were about interesting topics, that is. I'm not saying like all of the all of the questions were like equally as enjoyed. It was something about like taking part in it though. That was fun. Yeah. And being to see, being able to see your answer. And then the next day, I'd post the results, yeah. and you could look back and be like, Oh, interesting. I voted that, but 56 percent of people voted the other thing. And those 56 people are wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how some people had very like visceral reactions to it. They they messaged me like, How could that possibly have been the answer? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do people? People prefer Kit Kats over penguins. <laughs> yeah. It was about the most menial things when people would message yeah. me, and I think that that brought hopefully a little it bit. It brought of joy. us together. <laughs> it brought a little bit of joy. Yeah. There's a, there's something actually psychological about voting mm. on things, seeing opinions that is like quite enjoyable, and seeing how you fit within the general demographic. Yes, I agree. Um, you use social media though in a fun
1: way. Like I you do so you don't use social media in a. Oh, this is what I'm wearing. Not that that's wrong at all, but as in sometimes that kind of relationship which is which is i don't think i really had i had a very restrained i wasn't posting all the time but i was thinking about you know you know when i did post i was obsessing over what that post would look like yeah i don't sort of view myself as someone who's that socially always presentationally that's not a word i can't think of the word like that yeah
0: Yeah, so like like thinking about how you're presenting yourself yeah i don't i
1: don't want to be that person i guess and so i'd be really restrained and Mm. you know almost i guess in a way consciously not post in about three months or six months and then post one but I was also knowing I was in the know that yeah, I hadn't yeah. posted that long whereas I feel like you use social media in more of a casual fun you know even on Facebook back in the day which I don't <laughs> do you do anymore you just posted really funny funs and that was a really refreshing way of people using Facebook which wasn't just putting up an album yeah. of like photos and like naming it skins or something oh god
0: yeah but then and, 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 like I'm glad thank, thank you for the for saying that like I did I did really enjoy my, my foray into punning um, but then I was also feeling very self-conscious if I didn't get as many likes as I I had on previous puns, and I would often ask my brother's opinion like I'd go into his room before I post and I was like here's a pun what do you think about it and he would give me his quite honest opinion he'd be like that's shit or he'd be like yeah that one's all right um and like I also was I also was self-conscious about like not being posted in as many pictures and like oh oh, that's like you know with relationships like being. Very busy biz- I don't like when couples are too visible on social media. Yes, when they I post, agree. when they post too many like <clears throat> kissing pictures and like lovey-dovey. Like fine, fine, fine. Should put post post occasional pictures. Yeah, to update. But like, there's a certain level that some people really exceed, and it pisses me off. Yes,
1: yeah. I also do this horrible analysis thing where I kind of like when someone posts a lot, I like look at their photos and like, what's going on here? Like, what's yeah. the dynamic? What's missing? Are you overcompensating? <laughs> yeah, like what? Yeah, what's what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. When are you guys going to break up? And then that
0: obviously can be even harder when you break up with somebody and then they start posting lots of pictures of their new person. Yes. As we already said, that can be really painful. Which is why you delete. Which is why there is an argument delete. for for not being <laughs> friends with your ex. I what Like I said, just to kind of bring this all together... Yes. I think that there can be cases where you can be friends with the ex, but there needs to be boundaries. I think that's the key thing. There needs to be boundaries. You can't be as emotionally involved as you were when you were in a relationship. Obviously, you can't be romantically involved either, um, but there is a case for keeping them in your life if they care about you and you care about them, and also for convenience in terms of like friendship mm. groups. I think those are the key times. If they don't serve you, if that they are a negative influence on your life, if they um, are emotionally draining, then cut.
1: Yeah, I think I'm still on the fence I think probably on the fence because of most recent experience but I think I'm an advocate of time mm-hmm. and
0: time heals all wounds it, does. they do- it doesn't though like that <laughs> no. it's, it's a bit of a general statement isn't it yeah it but doesn't it heal does all wounds some, it
1: does have some. Str- it there are have, scars there are scars but those scars are less sensitive yeah
0: than the open they wound. fade they do they fade
1: <laughs> so many metals oh look are. at that so that is
0: a great point to finish today's podcast we hope that you've um, enjoyed and that you may be related to some of the things we're talking about like you can let us know what you think about can you be friends with your ex um is is like what is what kind of level of social media is okay for mm-hmm. you are you a bell curve are yeah. you uh, a straight with, line yeah. like are is you, it exponential <laughs> yeah. no of course it's not exponential um we love the math analogies i'm a math tutor kat is a geography teacher so we're just like education 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 <laughs> yeah um good oh can we just finish by saying Boris is a fucking twat yeah he's a can. I just had to mention that because of everything that he does yes and the current Covid situation I'm not going to say it's his fault because like it is his fault but it's kind of like his fault yes. you know what I mean every um, day I wake up and I feel like I'm in a
1: hallucination because he's Prime Minister it's, it feels too crazy I almost can't get angry because it actually yeah. it feels like
0: a bad trip I know it is it's like no this can't be real like yeah. also all this stuff coming out about them like having a Christmas party oh. last year I wasn't surprised because they fucking broke exactly. the rules they've always been breaking the rules so. they always break the rules they don't it's one rule for what everyone else does and it's a different it doesn't count for them they they see themselves as, as above the law they always have Boris is a liar a cheat and an awful I'm not gonna say all Tories all Tories from me okay Cat says all, tories. all I'm, tories I'm not gonna say Never categorically all tories. but um, Boris Johnson I can say and oh and pretty Patel evil piece of shit actually the evil. new Borders Bill that can be a different a topic from another yes. for another yeah, anyway. podcast because we're wrapping up now but just to say the government that we have right now is doing a terrible job and why are no politicians like good looking yeah okay well That's what i feel also. a thought a, a thought to, and end the podcast. to end are <laughs> any <laughs> are any politicians good looking um, basically
1: no. no maybe if they're younger who knows anyway Diana when she was younger. All right. Okay. We're (laughs) going to end this
0: podcast. So we hope you have a good Christmas and that's it. Bye. Bye. How do I stop this?